0: All right, it's a little late. I'm used to it being about one in the morning, Pacific. Welcome to the Mind Our Podcast. I'm your Mind Coach CJ Leedy, and let's take a little flashback to good old Alice in Wonderland. Alice is talking to the cat, and she says, "Would you tell me, please, which way I ought to go from here?" The cat said, "Well, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to." Alice said, "I don't care much where." Cat said, well, it doesn't matter which way you go. What do you want? No, seriously, what do you really want? Where does your mind go when I ask you that question? Is there something specific that comes to mind? Or maybe it's just some vague sense. Or maybe you have a handful of ideas that kind of scatter through your mind. Or maybe you look upstairs for some thoughts, but nothing comes out. Knock, knock, lights are on, nobody's home. I took a coaching course a few years ago. I'm not going to lie, it was not that great. They harped on this idea of not really talking or sharing any insights, but rather just continuously asking the person what they want. No, 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 what do you really want? And There's nothing wrong with that question. Honestly, it's not a bad tool, but it's one small piece to good coaching strategy. So during this coaching course, I was almost pissed off to have to keep asking this freaking question because it felt like all you had was a damn hammer in your tool belt and not every issue is a nail. But it did make clear how important this question is, not just in coaching, but in life in general. Because if you start to feel a little wild today and you want to run around and ask people what do they want? No, no, no. What do you really want? You know what you're going to find? is a lot of pretty confused people that don't really know what they want with much clarity. And typically there is something that they really do want. We all have things we really want. It's just that sometimes they're trapped in our subconscious and they need a little dusting off to bring some clarity to them. And a little side note here, I'm starting to think that a lot of things aren't coincidence. I was reading the four hour work week literally an hour ago on the plane ride home, and I came across this paragraph that was talking directly about thinking about what you want and what makes you happy. And he was talking about this is Tim Ferriss from the four hour work week. He was saying excitement is more of a practical synonym for happiness. And it's precisely what you should strive to chase. It's the cure-all. When people suggest you follow your passion or your bliss, I propose that they are in fact referring to the same singular concept as excitement. He says this brings us full circle. It shouldn't be what do I want? It should be what would excite me. End quote. And I think that's a really good refining element to this question. Because the more clear we can become on what we're actually after, the more clear we become on our subconscious desires, two things can really start to happen. One, we take a look at them and maybe we realize that they're a little bit foolish or illogical and we say, screw it, move past that. Or two, we clarify what they are. What does excite us? What do we want? And it makes going after that 10 times easier. And sometimes it's almost just a relief to speak it into reality. The subconscious mind is like, finally, dude, just speak it into reality. Recognize what I've been trying to tell you for so long. So there's many reasons that we're not very clear on the things we want in life. Some of it is societal conditioning that didn't really let us exercise much creativity, whether that was in school or just your upbringing in general. Some of it's limiting beliefs that cover up our desires because we're afraid of going after them. And some of it is that we're just too distracted by our day-to-day to to really slow down and ask ourselves what we're interested in, what we're curious about, what excites us, what we really want. So we run around like pre-programmed robots just going through the motions. But ultimately, it's all about the flow of energy. And this might sound a little woo-woo, but hear me out. When you're not clear on what you want and what you're interested in, then the world is imposing its energy on you. And that's what you're running with instead of you outwardly projecting the things that you want coming from a state of mind where you know what you're after. That is an energy flowing out when you don't know the world's energy is flowing in on you and pushing you around. So a lot of times, especially those of us with social anxiety, we're too busy thinking about what the world wants from us to actually think for a second of what we want from the world. And even deeper, it's about what is the world thinking of us versus what do we think of the world? But life really frees itself up and becomes much more enjoyable when we flip the perspective around and we look at the world from the place of our own interests. In psychology, there's a concept called the Cooley's Looking Glass Self, which essentially states that we see ourselves based on the way we believe we appear to others. And I'll say that again because it's kind of like trying to follow my great-aunt's cousin's stepdaughter's half-brother's friend So we see ourselves based on the way we believe we appear to others. We believe we are who we think other people think we are. Humans are really wired to be more concerned and to give more weight to the world's view of us versus the way we view ourselves. You got to toss Cooley's mirror out the window. Break the damn mirror. Seven years of bad luck is more than worth it here. It's much better to just have your own perspective. Step away from the funhouse mirror. And just think internally, what are you interested in? What is it that you want? What is it that excites you? That reverses the energy from just thinking about what they're thinking about you, which is already so confusing in the first place, to just thinking about what you care about, thinking about what you're interested in. And when you take genuine interest in the world and let's say in a conversation or the person in front of you, it's no longer about who you are and how you think they're perceiving you. It's about who they are. It's about what you might be able to learn from them. What are you curious about? What topics are you genuinely interested in learning about from this person? And doing this does a few powerful things. First, it shifts that energy from coming in and feeling like the attention is on you to flipping it around to something outside of yourself. So the focus really needs to be to find where your genuine interest lies. This could be in a conversation. This could be in your business. This could be just in life in general. It's what are you interested in? What makes whatever you're doing or working on or involved in interesting to you? So I started to notice this a lot in college, specifically sitting in class all the time. Oftentimes I was so bored by what was being discussed in class or just felt confused by the topic or I just didn't care what was going on. It's a big mixture of a lot of things. But I realized, it's probably a little too late to realize this in my schooling experience to be relevant, but the same thing applies in life, I realized That if I just sat with the topic for a few seconds and just asked myself, what part of this do I actually care about? What do I want to know about this thing? Or what am I interested in here? And maybe it takes a little while. Maybe at first you look at it and you're like, I don't think I'm interested in any part of that. But there's always something. There's always a different angle that you could find that's interesting to you. Even if it was way off topic, I would just raise my hand and I'd ask a question that I genuinely cared about that was somewhat related to what we were talking about. And what happened next was really interesting. It was like all of a sudden the conversation became super interesting to me. Everything that was said after related back to my idea and my shift in the direction of the conversation. It was like, even if I didn't say another word, it followed a different train of thought. Everything was relating back. Topics started to be wrapped around things that I cared about. My comprehension went way up and more importantly, my interest in what we were talking about and discussing went way up. So the same thing happens in the real world, in our relationships, at work, with strangers, out in random places that we go. The more you begin to ask yourself, what's interesting to you about this? What's happening out there that you actually care about? What excites you about what's going on here? The more the world will actually start to reflect the things back that you're interested in. It's kind of like the old saying, you know, only boring people get bored. I said that to my niece one day when she was just saying, man, I'm so bored, I'm so bored, I'm so bored. I said, hey, you know, Only boring people get bored. And she goes, well, maybe that's just who I am. (laughs) She's pretty quick-witted. But there is some truth to this statement, right? There's always interesting things going on around us. It's about how we're engaging with our environment that makes things exciting or makes it boring. It's our perspective that we're taking within that scenario. So are we asking ourselves the question of what about this interests me? What do I want here? What excites me about what's going on? And then interjecting that energy into the scenario so that the scenario actually starts to revolve around the part of it that you're interested in. And leading on with the four-hour work week, Tim Ferriss's ideas as it relates to what you want and what you're excited about. He has another quote here that I just read that I loved. It goes, this is how most people work until death. I'll just work until I have X dollars and then do what I want to do. He says, if you don't define the what I want alternative activities... The X figure, X dollars, will increase indefinitely to avoid the fear-inducing uncertainty of this void. And he says this is when both employees and entrepreneurs become fat men in red BMWs, end quote. So just like that, if you're working towards retiring so you can do what you want, in quotations, what you want, but you don't actually know what you want, you don't know what that is, you haven't defined it for yourself, then you will just go on in that hamster wheel until you become a fat man driving a red Ferrari, as Tim Ferriss would say. So for our tool of the day, when you catch yourself on your heels or feeling like the world is imposing its desires, its will onto you, or you feel like things are just getting a little frickin' boring for you, like you're just that type of person today, take a second and slow down. Check in with yourself. Check in with your interest. Say, what do I want? What am I interested in? What do I care about in this scenario? And when we do that, the world starts to become more of a reflection of the things that you're interested in. The world reflects what you put out there, so long as your energy is coming out instead of you're just taking everything in. That's why they say your vibe attracts your tribe. The energy you put into the world is what you will find. So that's what we're working with today. It would mean the world to me if you wanted to leave a rating, a review, or share this with somebody that you thought might find value. But more than anything, I appreciate you being here. For more info on coaching, the book launch, and other mindset motivation, head over to cjleady.com. This is the is our podcast, and thanks for going at